welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 85. 85. We are cruising through these things, uh, learning together, growing together three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, I'll put out a podcast. And again, uh, the purpose behind this is one, to create just a little catalyst for you. Uh, 15 minute little podcast where you can dive into a, a verse or a couple verses, uh, just some thoughts around it. And, and the goal is for you to dig a little deeper, you know, in this time, uh, especially in this time of pandemic. But one of the things I've known, uh, known about myself and about others is it, we, if you talk to anybody, most people are just going like this. How are you doing? They go, man, I'm so busy. Like a lot of people just talk about being busy. And so, you know, I created the podcast to really have a moment where we go, well, let's just slow down a little bit. Like anyone can say, I can sit down for 15 minutes. But the greater goal is that that 15 minute investment uh, could be an opportunity for you to open the door to spending a little more time unpacking these passages, sitting still, reflecting, praying. I would love for that to be happening. Like I have this idea in my head, like somebody going for a run or for a walk I listen to the podcast for 15 minutes and then they take the next 30 minutes or an hour and they just kind of ask God questions or have conversations with God, like just slowing down and and just having a moment, you know? And and so that is really the goal behind this. It's not just to be another podcast. There's so many podcasts out there and I'm sure there's a lot better ones than this one, but this one has a specific purpose in that it is giving a 15 minute or 15 or so minute podcast that helps kind of kickstart a day or kickstart a week. And, but more importantly, kickstart an opportunity for you kind of open up that relationship with God a little bit deeper, uh, dig into his word, open up and, you know, have some time in prayer. Just be quiet. Don't say anything. Just wait for him to speak to you. That is the goal. That is the hope. Uh, once again, want to say thank you so much for those of you who have been subscribing and sharing all that good stuff. Really appreciate it. If you haven't checked out, we've got an Instagram page uh, at French Fort at Front Porch Confessional. Feel free to repost stuff and all that kind of good fancy social media stuff. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I like that some of you do. So thank you for doing that. Uh, Secondarily is we have a Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional week by week. We're adding people to the, the people who are donating to make this podcast possible. So for those of you who continue to give, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate the investment. Really, really appreciate the support. And I'm excited to continue to do this week in and week out. All right. Psalms 86 verse 11. Psalms 86 verse 11. If you've noticed, the vast majority of these podcasts uh, came out of Psalms. And a part of it is I just did a deep dive in Psalms uh, for about a year. And it was fantastic. So a lot of these passages are coming out of that time. And I pull them back and kind of sit down with them here on the front porch and do some reflecting. So in your truth, unite my heart to fear your name. Teach me your way, O Lord that I may walk in your truth, unite my heart to fear your name. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, my dad, so my growing up my whole life, my, my dad was a teacher, uh, a sixth grade teacher. He had a bunch of different grades, but sixth grade, I think, is where he landed for the vast majority of his time. So I went to Christian school my entire life, went to Christian school my entire life, uh, except for one grade. 
except for my sixth grade year. My sixth grade year, I had the opportunity to uh, let my dad be my sixth grade teacher. Sounds like an awesome idea. Uh, I don't think it was uh, pleasant for either he or me, uh, but uh, he was my sixth grade teacher. And by the way, he was a great teacher. It was just kind of weird having your dad as a teacher. And I think I just felt like I was always letting him down. I I think that year I got straight C's. I remember just being like, you know, hey, dad, I come home from school and be like, hey, dad, I forgot the homework assignment. Like, what was it? And he was like, I'm not giving that to you. You know, I'm your dad now, not your teacher. And I was like, come on, dad, teacher, you know, like hook a brother up. He'd be like, no, you got to call one of your friends. And we didn't have cell phones. So I had to find a phone book and then do the whole rotary thing. Uh, If you're a millennial, you're like, I have no idea. Or Gen Z, you have no idea what I just said right there. But uh, anyway, for those of you in the old guard, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, But I had to call a friend up, ask homework assignment. So it just, it was kind of weird. You know, Uh, we had some really great times. I remember the morning, the drives uh, in the, in the car, on the way to school, I, I still remember those. I don't have a ton of memories uh, as a kid. I remember that. Those are really memorable um, because what he was doing in the car, as opposed to what was happening in the classroom, were two different things. What he was doing in the car was he would take me through the navigators. Navigators had these cards, and basically, you'd—they were like memory cards. And I would memorize those. And so I would memorize those passages um, all the way to school. And to be honest, I didn't really enjoy it all that much. But I'll tell you this much. Those passages have stuck with me to today. My sixth grade year, my dad and I went through these verses day by day, morning by morning, on the way to school. And when we got to school, you know, the idea for me as a kid was, and maybe even for my dad, like, hey, this is the time where I'm going to learn from a teacher, my dad. And my dad was like, this is the time where I'm going to be a teacher to the students and my son. When in reality, what the real teaching happened was in that car. When I allowed the word of God to kind of seep into my soul, I, I didn't know it then, but it was a seed that my dad had planted into me and I didn't enjoy it. But I am so grateful for that investment. So while the classroom father, son, teacher, student thing didn't work out so great, the car ride on the way to school is where I um, kind of learned the most and, and made the honestly made the greatest deposit in my life. I can't tell you what I learned that sixth grade year, but I can tell you the multitude of ver- verses that pop up into my head when I'm preaching or when I'm with somebody in maybe uh, like a biblical counseling session or a marriage thing or whatever, they pop up all the time. And I'm so grateful for that investment. But here's the thing I started thinking about in the context of this particular passage is that God is our teacher. You know, it's kind of a crazy thought, right? Like he's our teacher. We tend to think of him as our father. We tend to think of him as our savior or our provider, but I think, at least for me, I rarely thought of him as a teacher. And here's what I find so beautiful. David is coming to this moment, the, the David, the writer of this particular song, uh, King David, is coming to a moment where he realizes without God teaching him his way, God's way, um, that he is left to his own. And so he comes to this moment where he realizes, like, left to my own, it, it, I'm a hot mess. And I, I have found this. I have found that most people think they know what they should do and how they should act. 
I, I have this, it's, it's this really interesting form of narcissism where um, people just think they know themselves. They think they know what's best. And, and honestly, it's why I still have a job as a pastor yeah, because it creates so much chaos. And I think there's a humble confidence of like, know thyself, you know, about knowing yourself and knowing the way you think and the way you react. But most people are unbelievably unaware of how hurt they really are, how much pain is actually in their life. The different things, the different vices that they have and the way they play themselves out, most people aren't aware of those things mainly because they haven't offered them to the Lord, mainly because they haven't gone through the deep soul searching work it takes to actually work through some of those things. Many people haven't dealt with the pain of their past. And so when you come to a form where they go, or a moment where they go like, no, I really know myself. For me, a lot of times I'm like, oh, then why is there so much pain attached all the way around you? Why are there so many fires all the way around you? And you seem to think everything's fine. And maybe that's you as I'm talking right now. You're like, man, that sounds really familiar. And I got to be honest, like I had to confront myself four years ago. A part of my process of liberation has been found on this front porch by reading and studying scripture and slowing down a lot of times and listening and saying, God, I need you to teach me. See, people and I think a lot of times my, uh, I know, myself included, are always surprised when things don't go the way they thought they would go. You know, people just tend to be really blown away by the fact that, you know, their marriages end or that, you know, they're broke financially or that they can't keep friendships. They, oh, like, I just have no idea what is happening. And this is why David is writing the psalm. He's writing it for all of us. He's writing us and going, kind of wake up. There is a, a teacher. God is our teacher, and he's trying to teach us. David writes this particular song after his affair with Bathsheba and after he's murdered his husband, her husband, right? It's almost like David kind of, as he's penning these words, he's like, I can't believe that happened. I cannot believe I had an affair with a woman and I murdered her, her, her husband. Like, I, I can't believe I did that. And it's almost like as he's penning these words, he's like, I can't, I don't want that to happen again. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to murder people. I don't want to have affairs. I don't want to break apart this, you know, in this, a relationship with God as a result of the sin in my life. I, I don't want that. He's like, I need to ground myself in God's teaching, in God's truth. This is why he's writing this psalm. This is why you and I need to embrace this psalm, <laughs> embrace this truth. It is so important. It's like a wake up call. Many of you, uh, and again, I always put myself in this bucket. So I hope you know when I'm talking most often, I would say all the time, I'm talking about myself. This is all stuff I'm working through, thinking through. And it's like, my gosh, I just keep creating the same problems. I keep doing the same things. You know, even Paul wrestles with this. He's like, why do I do what I shouldn't do and don't do what I know to do that is right? This is a part about being human. So it's, it's so bizarre to me that we would think that we could solve it on our own. It hasn't happened yet. No, we need to come to the Lord and we need to say, we need you 
to teach us. We need you to guide us. We need you to, to unite our hearts for the fear of your name, like for following after you for your glory and your honor. Like that's what we need. That's what I need. And so again, wherever you sit right now or wherever you're jogging or in a car or wherever you're at right now, if you look all around you, your life, and you look in your past, which people just love to do, because <laughs> you have to face yourself. What happened there? Why is there so much pain? Why is there so much hurt? Why is there so much confusion? I'm imagining, based upon my own experience, it's because you kind of went, I don't need you to teach me. I've got this figured out. And David did the same thing. David's like, I got it. I'm the king, right? I went through a really hard time. Like, you remember, he like wandered for about 14 years, 15 years, you know, running from Saul. Um, and then he finally gets the king. He started thinking like, wow, I think I've got this figured out. And all of a sudden he sees this woman showering somewhere in the kingdom and thinks, I want that. Has her, murders her husband, and then gets confronted by the prophet and realizes, oh my gosh, that's me. I did that because I chose not to allow God to teach me. I became narcissistic in my faith and in my thinking and in my life. And as a result of that, it hurt a bunch of people and it distanced me from a relationship, a deep, deep soul relationship with God. So here's my encouragement. This is something I'm actively practicing. Slow down right now. And ask God to teach you. Ask God to teach you. If, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, um, if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit, as a result of Jesus' death and resurrection, uh, has been sent to guide you, to help you. In fact, he's known as the helper. Jesus said, the helper is going to come. I must go away. So the helper can come. And the helper is trying to help sinners stay on the path that God has ordained for them. But you have to be a learner. You have to want to listen to the spirit of God, create that space, and then be a learner to what he's trying to teach you. Jesus is the perfect example of this, obviously, of someone listening and obeying to all that God had for him, even unto death. Now, think how radical that is. Jesus dies. And I think what we do is we go, yeah, that's Jesus. No, 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 no. We're being called into that life, in all the areas of our life, into that way. But will we obediently follow the teacher? Because he has life and life abundantly for us, peace that passes all understanding, these wonderful, wonderful promises, if we will listen, if we will learn, and if we will obey. This is what David is trying to help us understand in the psalm. And honestly, this is what real life in Christ can look like. You know, our lives are a reflection of what we are taught and what we believe. And see, our life is either producing light or darkness, and it is as a result of what we've taken in and consumed and lived out. And so the question I have is this, how are you allowing God to teach you his truth? How are you allowing God to teach you his truth? Let's do this together. Let's figure it out, grow together. Father God, our teacher, show us your truth. Oh my gosh. 
God, we need you to show us your truth. We need you to lay the path out before us. We are sheep and sheep make terrible mistakes. And so guide us, lead us as the great teacher, as the great shepherd, and be patient with us as we learn. So take uh, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time.